Hello, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast, the podcast for pets and the people who love them. Now, here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Roger Welton. Happy Thursday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Roger Welton, practicing veterinarian, aka Dr. Roger. I apologize, I did not broadcast last week. Uh, at my my main day job is actually seeing and working with animal patients, and Thursdays are my typical day off, which is why I like to broadcast. But that day, I had some uh, patients of mine that needed special attention, and I didn't want to put it in the laps of the other doctors that aren't their regular caseworkers, and so... There you have it. I had to see to them myself. But uh, here I am, and uh, very excited to be talking to you again. As much as I love being a veterinarian, I also love podcasting, and it's just such a passion of mine. So we have yet another occasion where I have an amazing topic to discuss, a very relevant one, especially this time of year, especially here in Florida, but it really can pertain to anywhere in the country. Uh, It was sent in by Sherry, and, and... uh, it, it's going to uh, basically be the main subject for this episode. So here we go. Dear Dr. Roger, my lab suffers terribly from thunderstorm and fireworks anxiety. Like you, I live in Florida where fireworks are legal and afternoon thunderstorms are common, especially this time of year. It started last year after Cody's first birthday, but has gotten much worse one year later. I would prefer not to drug him and prefer a natural approach if possible, but of course, if you think it is safe and necessary, I would listen if you had pharmaceutical suggestions for him. Thank you so much, Sherry, Lakeland, Florida. So this is, oh boy, an ever so relevant problem. I actually had a dog with severe thunderstorm anxiety. He was my beloved Bernie. 86-pound love muffin of a yellow Labrador retriever. And his only his only flaw was that he was just so terribly scared of both fireworks and thunderstorms. But here in Florida, as Sherry had noted, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion once you hit late June, mid to late June, you're going to get an afternoon thunderstorm. And they can be quite wild, some of these storms. You really think sometimes you're in the middle of a tropical storm, Of course, it blows through. 10, 15 minutes later, it's over and the sun comes out again. But that's something we experience here just about every day. I used to call Bernie the human, not the human, the living barometer because it'd be perfectly sunny out, not a cloud in the sky, and he's pacing and he's panting. And I'm like, oop, there is a storm coming. He could predict it like 45 minutes ahead of time because he could could actually feel the change in the barometric pressure. Uh, he He could feel it from that far away. And then, of course, there's other things that they pick up on that they associate with the storm, the static electricity, and, of course, the noise. Um, it all can be very, very scary to a lot of dogs. Uh, for some dogs, they don't necessarily, it's not necessarily the noise, uh, but it is the, uh, or, I'm sorry, it, it's not necessarily the static electricity or the barometric pressure drop, but it's the noise itself. And so we call those those patients more like noise anxiety, uh, noise fear, but it's not necessarily thunderstorm fears, but the fireworks can get those guys uh, pretty upset as well. 
so this time of year, as a result, we're dispensing meds like crazy. As we get closer to 4th of July, we up that ante. Um, as Sherry noted, fireworks are legal in Florida. So come uh, when we get to close to New Year's Eve, a lot of people like to blow off fireworks. And so we're dispensing lots of meds at that point. So let's kind of put everything together here and let's talk about some natural options and let's talk about some pharmaceutical options as Sherry hinted at. Um, I will honestly say that if we're this young and this bad, because it does get worse with age, Sherry, I don't think it's realistic that natural uh, will get it done 100%. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's worth a try. So, you know, let's dive right into that. Um there is a product out there called the Thunder Shirt. It's a shirt that goes on the dog, you Velcro it on, and it, it provides uniform pressure around the trunk, starting from up around the neck and shoulders, going back to just behind the thorax, getting towards your lumbar spine. It goes on snugly but not tightly. It's a stretchy material, and it basically acts as like a snuggie for, or a, Uh, I forget what they were called, uh, a swaddle. Uh, So uh, those of you who have human children out there, how well you you might remember swaddling your baby, kind of wrapping it up in in this towel thing, and all you see is their little head, and you kind of just carry them around that way. And the swaddling was very comforting to the babies. Well, it provides the same effect for dogs. Uh, the, The interesting thing about it is that, well, a couple interesting things about it. It doesn't typically work the first time. Uh, the company recommends at giving it at least four tries before drawing any conclusions. And lo and behold, for Bernie, it didn't do anything. And I'm like, man, I'm such a sucker. Why'd I buy this? <laughs> um, uh, interestingly enough, the, the, when, when it first came out, people were telling me about this Thunder shirt and I Googled it and I'm like, man, people buy anything. And then like little by little, anecdotally, people... We're telling the clients were telling me, you know, Doctor Roger, seriously, it's it helps. It's not miraculous, but it, it helps. And I heard it time and again. I'm like, you know what? Gosh darn it, I'm going to try it for my dog. So yeah, here I am thinking this was a waste of time and money. But then, uh, yeah, by the fourth application, it helped him. Uh, wasn't miraculous, but it definitely helped him, and I didn't have to drug him. And you know, that got us through about two seasons where. Um, it wasn't perfect. He was still shaking, but you know, he wasn't like jumping into the shower and, you know, cowering in the closet and it, it, it improved by about 50, 60%. But as I said, this problem gets worse with age. And so I started the Thunder shirt with Bernie when he was about three, four years old. And, you know, each year he just got a little bit worse. Um, and so let's go to the nat- the next natural approach that can actually complement the Thunder shirt. There is a product called Adaptil, so uh, uh, A-D-A-P-T-I-L, Adaptil. And what Adaptil is, it's a pheromone. Uh, A pheromone is a hormone-like structure, but the difference between a hormone and a pheromone is a pheromone aerosolizes and becomes part of the air and can be smelled uh, and inhaled and and, uh, creates some level of um, olfactory sensory perception. So 
in the case of Adaptil, what, what it's derived from is there is a pheromone that the lactating female, so the mother dog, she has milk let down. She knows her mammaries are full of milk and ready for her puppies to feed, and she wants them to feed. Well, her body releases a pheromone that is very calming and soothing and attracts the babies to just come and relax, snuggle with mom, and feed readily. Uh, it comes. This stuff comes in a spray. You you would smell it. The dogs do, but you don't. Uh, and the spray lasts for six to eight hours. So, what I started doing with Bernie was, I would take the Thunder shirt. I'd spray it down with Adaptil. You know, as soon as I saw the pacing and knew that okay, there's a storm coming because Bernie's already changing his body language. He's not a mess yet. Let me get this on board. I throw you know spray spray it down with Adaptil. And then put it put it on the dog, and again, the, it's calming for six to eight hours. Um, a lot of the a lot of kennels are trying to implement fear-free boarding, um, and and veterinary offices fear-free, the fear-free veterinary experience. And uh, for the kennels and hospital wards, uh, they're they're putting the plug-in diffuser version of the Adaptil that uh, covers an 800 square foot area. Uh, and provides that that pheromone um, soothing to the boarding uh, the boarding animals or the patients in the case of, of hospitalized animals. And what we'll do if we know a dog is particularly nervous uh, is when they come in, we have our our hospital you know with our logo on bandanas, and we'll spray it down. We got adaptable right there in the clinic, and we'll tie it around the dog. And you do see a change in demeanor. And again, it's not miraculous, but it's part of the equation and it can help to be that uh, next level of, of natural help for these uh, storm and or sound uh, anxious dogs. <clears throat> so, you know, that's that's really the, the most effective natural approaches that I've seen. Um, there's a product called Rescue Remedy that's got herbal stuff in it. I forget exactly what's in Rescue Remedy, but it's stuff like valerian root, cavil root, you know, stuff that's safe. And um, I take a, a melatonin uh, gummy that uh, helps me sleep sometimes when I can't sleep. And it's got, you know, valerian and kava and lavender and things like that. And and um, I, I just haven't seen, mu- you know, much uh, improvement with, with Rescue Remedy. Uh, you just kind of squirt it, in their, squirt it in their mouth or you can put it in their water. Uh, but, but it hasn't really been that impressive to me. The the, the, the best natural uh, approaches for me has been the thunder the uh, thunder shirt and the thunder shirt uh, plus adaptil. So that brings us to the next stage, which is okay. Well, we can't naturally help these dogs anymore effectively with with the natural approaches. So what what, what do we do next? Well, the there's a number of things that, that can be tried. Um, the one I would avoid, like the plague, is acepromazine. Acepromazine is very inconsistent in its efficacy in terms of when it hits the dog. So sometimes you'll give acepromazine. Uh, it's a neuroleptic. And the, the storm comes and goes, and the dog is in the same level of panic and then is comatose for the rest of the night. Because it hits that particular dog much longer, you know, much further, much later than it would hit another dog, and uh, it, it's just so inconsistent. The injectable version is great, but the other thing I don't like about acepromazine used by itself, though, is it does 
calm the dog in the sense that the dog sort of gets immobile, doesn't shake as much. The 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 observations of the owner are that the dog has the look of being calmer and they're not pacing and doing some of the things that they're necessarily doing without the ace promazine but what we've learned in recent years is that their heart rate remains just as high which suggests that they're still terrified in their minds they're still just as scared they just can't have the physical response to it and that's almost to me, more terrifying for the dog. Like I'm screaming inside and yet I just can't really move around much uh, to act on it. Um, and so it might make the owner feel a little bit better, but as far as I'm concerned, I hate that product used alone. So Ace Promazine, uh, it's typically sold as a yellow pill. It, uh, I'm not a fan. I know some a lot of vets out there are still using it, I'm not a fan. I don't like treating with it for veterinarian anxious dogs. You know, pre-visit, I certainly don't like it for this. Um, so I would avoid that. It's safe, but it's just, it's not it's not good for all the reasons I stated. Um, benzodiazepines like Valium and Xanax um, will help the dog. Uh, the tricky thing there also is timing. Uh, if you have a dog like Bernie and he's pacing around, yeah, you can get that Valium in. Because he's, he's letting you know like a good you know, 45 minutes to an hour before that storm is coming. Uh, but, you know, in other cases, you're like, oh, oh, darn, there's a storm. Like, it's any second now. And you give the dog a pill, it's going to take 30 to 45 minutes to take effect. It'll be way, it'll take effect more consistently as far as timing than Ace Promazine does. But it, it's, it's that timing window that can be challenging. And the other downfall to benzodiazepines is that the dog can become refractory to them pretty quickly. So you find yourself having to ramp up doses um, and, you know, eventually that becomes a safety concern. They're, they're generally very safe, but, you know, you, you start hitting some of the doses that's necessary to help these guys because they're getting refractory to the benefits of the sedative. Um, you know, it, it, it becomes uh, rate prohibitive, I guess. Um, and uh, so, so I'm not really a big fan of those. Now, if you have other kinds of anxieties like travel anxiety, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all about the benzos because you, you use them very seldomly. You give them a little bit of Xanax or a little bit of um, Valium before a trip, but you can time that. You have control of it. But as far as specifically for noise and thunderstorm anxiety, not a fan, especially like for us Floridians that have a storm every day. You got to give it every day. You can find yourself in less than, than a week, that dog getting very little effect from the benzodiazepine. Um, so that brings us to trazodone. Trazodone is a really neat one. So trazodone is, is, was traditionally dispensed most commonly. My understanding in people um, was for insomnia because it does have a direct anxiolytic effect, meaning it calms anxiety in real time. But also, if there, if there is regular daily administration of it, it actually slowly raises serotonin in the brain. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that is associated with feelings of peace. I don't want to say feelings of joy necessarily, but contentment. Joy would be more dopamine. That's our happy neurotransmitter. When we're in love, we feel dopamine. When we're when we're happy, laughing, uh, joyous, that's dopamine. But but um, serotonin is more our security blanket. We just feel safe. We feel at peace. 
Uh, we don't feel like we're in danger. And so that's one that does not cause refractoriness. And, and Sherry, uh, for your dog, could be on for the entirety of the thunderstorm season and then maybe re-up it just around um, New Year's Eve and that's it. Uh, I would generally recommend starting it probably a week before New Year's Eve. That way we get that serotonin increase effect. But the safety of this stuff, it's great. Uh, it works really well. What I would do is complement any pharmaceutical approach by still doing your natural remedies that I discussed, the Thunder Shirt and the Adaptal Spray with it. Uh, that the, Doing the natural stuff is always a good idea because it'll help to minimize you know, the doses we're having to use of some of these drugs. And then you got your really hard cases. These guys, you know, some of them, wow, it, 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 it's bad. I've, I've, I've had patients that I had one really, really sad one that is a really sweet uh, pit bull that jumped through a plate glass fence or a, a plate glass window, um, busted through the window, and a sharp shard severed her Achilles tendon. Um all turned out well because I was able to repair it and she recovered from that. But, you know, can you imagine that level of panic that they're going to jump through a plate glass window? Um, and, and it was a struggle because she was young at that point still. It was a big struggle for these owners to control her anxiety um, as time went on. So for those really hard cases, again, still do your natural approach. But there's a protocol um, that... I've been using in recent years. It's called the calm protocol. So when we have our naughty dogs that are just, you know, either super aggressive or super fear aggressive that I just can't touch these animals, I'll implement the calm protocol. And it's basically a combination of three medications. It's trazodone. We already talked about that. It's gabapentin. I'll talk about gabapentin in one second. And yes, in this case, acepromazine does help. Remember I said I don't like it used by itself, but used with certain other medications, it can actually be quite complementary. And in this case, in the COM protocol, it is. Uh, these are for our really tough cases, though. They're not, you know, these aren't dangerous drugs. They complement one another well, and they do, they do work. Uh, but uh, let, let, let's just talk about what the process here would be. It, it's different because you, know, you have to load a couple of them um, and give one morning of when you're doing it for a visit. We're not talking about for a visit, so let's just kind of forget about that part of it. Um, when we're doing it for storms and we have these really tough cases, still have them on it twice a day every day at the recommended dosing. So this is not all of them. This is trazodone. We want them on that medication every day, twice a day through the through the the noise thunderstorm prone season. And then what we do in real time or is, is I guess as well timed as possible is we would give a gabapentin and an acepromazine in addition to the trazodone. So you get, you would do the trazodone morning and night, but you'd get, you do the gabapentin say in the middle of the day, you know, as that storm is approaching to be ancillary and you'd also give the acepromazine. And it can really help these super panicky dogs, like the ones. Oh, I had one, another a Labrador Retriever female ate through a door. She was so scared. 
So th- these are the dogs I'm talking about that you want to break out all three of these meds. Gabapentin's interesting. It's got so many uses in medicine. It's wonderful for cancer and neurological or a pain of neurological origin. Uh, we're even seeing some uh, arthritic pain relief from gabapentin. It has a, it is a calming agent. It has a direct anxiolytic effect. It, we can use it to treat mild cases of seizure. So this stuff is it's it's pretty special and it's it's quite safe as well. And for our frightened kitty cats or fractious kitty cats when they come to the vet, we actually have a gabapentin protocol for them where we dose them night before morning of and they come in. They might be grumbling and they might be, uh, you know, uh, showing their displeasure, but they're just so docile they're, 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 they're unable to act on it. It's, it's, it's miraculous. So, so that would be, you know, that, that would be the, the, the really, really uh, highly stressed dog is I would use all three of those meds. Um, they're all prescription level, so you need to talk to your vet about it, obviously. Um, uh, they probably don't need to listen to my program to to uh, come up with doses, but just real quick so you have them. The dose for the trazodone is uh, two to three milligrams per pound. You can actually go up to four milligrams per pound on the dosing there for the severe cases. Again, the safety is great. Gabapentin, I like to do somewhere between tw- uh, 10 and 20 milligrams per kilogram. So kilograms are different than pounds metric system. Um, again, leave this to your vet to dose, but that's kind of where I'm going there. And then generally speaking for ace promazine for, for dogs, uh, uh, I would say, I, I don't, I don't, there's such a huge dosing range for ace promazine that generally I just go by, you know, if it's, if it's a patient that's, uh, 25 pounds or smaller, I'll go 10 milligrams. Um, and then between 25 and 75 pounds, We'll go anywhere between 25 and 50 milligrams, and then anything anything over that, we're looking at 50 to 75 milligrams. So, you know, that's kind of my range. But azepromazine has massive dosing range. But your vet probably would have um, a, a, a very good idea of what he or she likes to dose uh, for these various meds. But as I said, always, always, always incorporate the natural approach, and that way we still help to minimize the dosing and the the frequency of the meds that we're having to use for these animals. Such a relevant question. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you everyone for your patience and me not broadcasting last week. I, uh, I am committed to Thursday mornings and intend to continue to do that. But every now and then my, my trade that leads to this podcast takes me away from my, uh, my, my home studio here. And I actually have to, uh, see to my live patients, but uh, have a great rest of your day, everyone. Hopefully, I'll be talking to you next Thursday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.